Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Brad Ellis. Hi. Ben Moore. Howdy. My sometimes full moderator and most times co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Distinguished guests. We are here to talk about some of the biggest headlines this week in the world of video games. But before we do that, we first must answer for all of the mistakes we made last week. Blood, please begin corrections music. Torchlight 3 has been in early access since June 13th, so not for too long. Maybe we said it was, uh, I think maybe we, we knew it was happening or something, but specifically early access was not that long. Uh, and Yakuza Like a Dragon's launch moved up to November 10th. Blood acknowledged that one on YouTube. Uh, and I've... I mean, that's it, which is impressive for, you know, a, a Blood podcast, yeah, for, for your first moderated podcast, only, only a few mistakes. It's only one of the issues that I want to bring up, which was that there were way too many comments about Bloodworth being a superior moderator. And we just... <laughs> oh, as a way too as many. A, it's unsettling. As a company, as a podcast, like, we got to deal with it. Like, this was not a debate. There were not a lot of people in the chat like, nay, Jones must host. It was a lot... It seemed like a really good idea to a lot of people. I, I don't know if it was a large sect of our community, just people that felt like responding to that podcast. I will but, say I, I had not only a first-timer's advantage, but I had the advantage of picking to do Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels the whole time. Some people mentioned that. finding headlines, yeah. You didn't say a peep, blood. That's all you do in Slack. All time, you're just letting people know that somebody said YouTube comment on this or whatever. You love sharing YouTube comments. You're very quiet, very quiet about this. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. We'll have some internal discussion about this. End corrections music, please. Before we get into some of those bigger headlines, I want to focus on a headline that is positive, that is a silver lining in the gaming industry, something we can all be happy about, something to start on a positive note. We will talk about other positive things in this podcast, but you never know, it could all be bad news. From Iverdog on our Patreon, in an interview translated by Gold Panner via Kingdom Hearts Insider, which originally appeared in Famitsu, members of the staff of the upcoming game Melody of Memory, namely producer Ichiro Hazama, director Tetsuya Nomura, and co-director Masanobu Suzui, director of the Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, theater rhythm game, Games, talked about the upcoming rhythm title. In it, they spoke about renowned KH game composer Yoko Shimomura and how she has been eagerly pushing for a rhythm game involving the series' music. Nice. Question, what did Shimomura say about the game? Hazama, apparently she really enjoys playing the theater rhythm series and she has asked us many times over the years if we would make a Kingdom Hearts one. I'm sure she is looking forward to this game and I think we have made something that will satisfy her. Suzui, once I met Shimomura at a cherry blossom viewing picnic, first of all, can we just discuss a cherry blossom viewing picnic? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. That's Japan, man. Another thing to love about Japan, Ben. And she gave me the full set of Kingdom Hearts series CDs. She gave me this, you know what to do now, right, smile. So I'm sure she's been hoping uh. to make the Kingdom Hearts series rhythm game for a long time. So good for her. Hell yeah. Finally, a dream she's coming great, true. Dude. Feeling good. I love it. Lots Legend of good silver lining that game. Yeah. Been play, or, uh, Brad's been playing that demo. Mm-hmm. Sure have. This week, Microsoft confirmed 31 games are going to be in the Xbox Series X slash S launch lineup. I gotta be honest, I don't have a crazy take on this. I wanna talk about these games. I wanna list them okay. all. I've organized them yeah. into three different categories that actually Microsoft has organized them by themselves. Uh, okay. Some of these games are coming to Xbox Game Pass and Smart Delivery, so you can get, that, uh, get them in that fancy Game Pass and you can um, play that on any Xbox that you would like to. Some of these are just uh, um, Smart Delivery and some of these are just fancy old Xbox Series X games. Kicking off Dead by Daylight, it's gonna be a part of that Game Pass. Um, oh, yeah, And you can sure. get that smart delivery. Forza Horizon 4, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Tetris Effect Connected, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. 
there's only one other game, The Tourist, which I don't know if... Oh, yeah, it's on Switch. You are familiar with that game, Blood. What do you, are you excited for The Tourist with a Y, which um, may make it stand out for others? Yeah, I, I think there's positive impressions from that. Uh, Damiani, I think, could stream that with, mm-hmm. with someone else for stream team. I don't know if either of you guys were on that one. No, no, I was not. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't had my ears to the ground for, like, how much people like this game, but uh, cool indie game that, yeah, coming yeah coming to Xbox now is great. You are just arriving at the Monument Islands. Want to go swimming? Or rather take a dive in the deep sea? Or do you want to visit the amusement arcade, do some shopping, and dance at the beach party? Fancy some surfing? Or will you talk to the strange old tourist and listen to what he has to say about these ancient, mysterious monuments? Sounds jolly. That's their official yeah. description. Uh, I believe on the, the Switch uh, shop. I just know all of these other games immediately. And I even looking up the video, I did not know the tourist. So I just, you get your Series X, you jump on, you go straight to Game Pass. You're so stoked. You have all these, you know, uh, you know potentially cheap games. I was going to say free games. And then, bam, there's the tourist. Good for the tourist. <laughs> to just, yeah, hell yeah, good for them. Um, you know, we are definitely experienced with Grounded. We've played lots of Sea of Thieves, but... Um, and so I didn't get specifically into details, but so is this Xbox Game Pass on Series X? Is it literally just you bring up that menu and it's just like eight games? That'll be no, a no. shift. It's on top of everything else. It's already on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So these so games, these will games be are on being Game Pass added. added. Got yeah. it. Okay. Just making sure because it is nice. The re- one of the other reasons I wanted to cover this is it is nice getting a definitive list to actually go through this stuff to familiarize ourselves. Um, Absolutely. You know, as we did with. Uh, um, Pop-Tarts and Toaster Strudels last week. Also worth mentioning, I, I mean, it's not a correction or a uh, clarification or anything, but man, whenever we talk about the relevance <coughs> of Pop-Tarts versus Toaster Strudels, people think we're actually taking that sucker super seriously. We, we lose. We lose <laughs> We lose patrons. We lose viewers. We lose dollars every single time we, we uh, <laughs> pour fuel on that fire. Smart Delivery uh, only has a lot of big stuff people are anticipating, uh, along with some stuff that we've been playing for a while. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I am betting is probably going to be one of the most played Xbox games. Um, sure. Borderlands yeah. 3, Dirt 5, mm-hmm. Maneater, Maneater. Maneater. <laughs> yeah, Maneater. Hell nice. Yeah. Day one. Manifold Garden, um, which nice. is sweet. It's gonna, uh, Planet Coaster, Watch Dogs Legion, which is later, right? So that's a. Uh, hmm? um, no, Watch Dogs Legion, the current gen will come out this is before. So, pe- you, then... so people got to make the decision whether they want to wait for next gen. Well, no, that's Watch what Smart Delivery is all about. Like, it, it just, you just play it. It's, you already have the game. When you yep. get the Series X, if you get the if you get the, the game launches before the Series X launches, right? Then you gotta play it. So you start on Xbox One, and then you keep playing on Series X, and you just. But you if you want that the pure next gen experience, I'm oh, okay. If you want to wait, I'm huberizing this. I'm just I'm literally placing myself sure. in your shoes and being like, do I want to wait? But I the, what you're just I mean this is the difference. This is the beauty of smart delivery. Was like I restarted Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Like I, I played like four or five hours and was like, "What am I doing? Why am I not playing this on Xbox One?" And then did you? Over. Did you start on 360 and then go to PS4? Yeah. I was went to Xbox weird? One. Switching between the controllers. Um, it wasn't that weird. I mean, it was such a such a a, a boon immediately. I could tell just right, right away. Yeah. Like that was Foliage. that is a that is a a console throttler. Those open world games. Um, so I could see Valhalla and Legion definitely being tempting games to, to wait. Uh, WRC 9 FIA World Rally Championship. FIA. But yeah. FIA. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start this podcast over? And Yakuza Like a Dragon, infamously. Another, another I think, probably. Um, it, this is a series, Ben, that keeps getting shots in the arms, and this has got to be one of them, right? This will be a good month for, it gets, for this franchise. It gets shots in the arm. Like, it, it's shooting itself in the arm. It just keeps getting, like... 
they made they make so many good decisions. Like I can't wait for this game. I think this is like, mm-hmm. you know, it's coming out on other things, of course. But for me, I'm going to be playing it on the Xbox Series X, and this is the Xbox Series X game that matters. First to game, me. first game, Ben. First game. Yep. There it is. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that they've been part of the Xbox previous program, a lot of people have been and now analyzing this game and spoiling this game for Ben. Oh no, <laughs> well, dude. <laughs> it's just it wasn't it wasn't like really a spoiler. It's just. Kotaku had a headline, and I was like, they just phrased it in a way. I was like, oh, that would have been nice to just find out Not on my I've own. Seen. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a huge deal, but slightly, slightly infuriating. But these are <laughs> slightly infuriating. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Slightly infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Also, smart delivery, you said, for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because isn't that what they said with the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 5 version, you won't be able to take your save with you? That's a strange... I think yes. they said it was, like, depending on the developer, didn't they? But for Yakuza, specifically. You can't, oh, your for Yakuza. Your file will not oh. transfer. Because yeah, that sucks. It, which is a much bigger deal, because it's going to be a while before Yakuza, be months, the latest yeah. Yakuza is yep. on PS5. So that's definitely a decision you've got to make, whether you want to wait. Um, Cuisine Royale. Do you have the same emotional attachment ah, to Cuisine yes. Royale? I have no idea ben. about that. Game. Neither did I. It's a brutal multiplayer last man standing shooter with realistic weaponry, mystic traps, and demonic rituals. And hey, it's free! Exclamation point. Cuisine though? Cuisine Real, Royale. Realistic? Is that what they you, said? You want it to be like Food Fighter or something? It's not. It's. I don't know where the cuisine comes into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, the fa- I, I can't wait for that to be a correction. I swear, I googled Cuisine Royale and a game came up. Uh, the Falconeer, which you, I think last week or recently, Blood, you were like, that seems like a game I keep hearing about. Yeah, last about. week, I keep forgetting what this game looks like, but uh, I, I, I think I'm in for it. Dogfight on birds. Whatever it is. Dogfight <laughs> on birds. You're flying Damn. around on birds. Weird. Lair with birds. Daniel okay. Bloodworth, uh, bird gym leader in Pokemon. Bird gym leader, for sure. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best. King Oddball. I have no idea Blow up tanks and helicopters, squash puny humans and collapse massive structures. Hurl boulders and nothing re- until nothing remains. War Thunder. Uh, I think you know what War Thunder is. You might not know exactly. A helicopter game? I didn't have to Sounds look up. Sounds like a fight game, yeah. Uh, it's like World of Tanks. You know, this is like a, you know, a, a vehicular combat multiplayer video game. Uh, developed by Moscow video game developer Gaijin Entertainment. Uh, it's been around since 2011. And Yes, Your Grace, a strategy video game developed by Brave at Nights and released on March 6, 2020. Uh, are these games going to do well? Is this going to be a fun thing to discover new games in this massive library? Like are like you, Ben, are you just going to bury into these big titles and not necessarily going to seek out interesting things that Microsoft has acquired to pad out the, the launch window? Yeah, I, I think... Something that is a little bit difficult about this launch is, you know, both consoles are happening at nearly the same time, and there's certain things that I just are at the top of the list. So I really want to play Yakuza, I really want to play Spider-Man, I really want to play Demon Souls. Um, and that's going to eat up a lot of time there by itself, not to mention Cyberpunk as well, which is, is another huge priority. And so I just, I just don't know, especially in the month of November, if I'll have a chance to really do as much exploring as I would like to. It's funny you say that, Ben, because on the top of my other Xbox Series X games, I have Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Is that is that going to be a game you're going to be playing that in 2020? Is, that is, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Are you playing on Xbox? Do you know? Do you know what you're going to uh, do? I will probably play it on PS5. Um, 
you can go in any direction at any time. I don't want to put you on the spot there. Fortnite also coming to <laughs> Xbox there. Not work, not a smart delivery situation. It's just Fortnite. Right. Although you never know <laughs> if you're an if you're an Apple, playing on iOS, um, you're wrapping up the year without your Fortnite. NBA 2K21, Warhammer Chaos Bane Slayer Edition. Uh, for you to catching up Warhammer fans, that's the Diablo-esque game from 2019. Oh. Um, that game was pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't I didn't spend a ton of time with it. I thought it was hmm. okay. That's what reviews yeah. seemed like. Um, Observer System Redux, uh, the nice. Blooper Team uh, horror game. Bright Memory. I'm Oops, sorry. actually kind of interested in Observer. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in a horror mood right now, so that, that is yeah. what is prompting it. But yeah, It's, it's one sure. of those devs where it's like, try them all. <laughs> like, why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> if you really liked one of their games, give them all a shot. Bright Memory 1.0. Anyone remember this? Bright yes. Memory 1.0. I remember oh. the demo, yeah. Ah. I was hoping I would be able to tell you, but all of you remember it. Brad, do you remember Bright Memory <laughs> no. 1.0? I don't know what this is. This, this launched. This started the PlayStation 5 reveal, right? No, no, no. This no? was the, X, the Xbox showcase the Xbox. when they were Got showing it. the okay. first next-gen gameplay. This was like okay. one of the first titles they put out there. Um, enlisted, an MMO squad-based shooter built around some of the most important and famous episodes from World War II. Uh, an MMO squad-based shooter? MMO, that, that, that's thrown, those letters are thrown around, I think, I guess, these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to maybe not describe things that are what you're necessarily thinking about. Uh, an Evergate, a haunting 2D puzzle platformer set in a stunning hand-drawn vision of the afterlife with original score, recorded by a live orchestra. I love that that blood, I love that that's in the first sentence Hell yeah. of the game description. Um, and there we go. Those are all the games that are going to be launching. Um, Interesting. They're, they're, you know, some of the obviously stuff that is service games that have been around for a while, but uh, are going to be making their next-gen uh, debut among the Xbox franchises. So the, wait. Uh, the one thing that you were talking about, though, in terms of, you know, will these smaller games get attention? And I actually feel like it's going to be interesting to see if anyone will be able to track the differences for things like that because one of the things that you know i've i've fallen i don't know victim to but i've fallen into the the the, the trap or the trappings of of a next gen launch of just like i just want games so i'm gonna buy all kinds of stuff for my machine yep um nah. and Plan with two. with the focus on backwards compatibility like never before on both of these systems I feel like a lot more of my time might be, hey, I want to see what that old game looks like in HDR or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm. I want to see sure. what happens to this game or, or, you know, I haven't gotten around to this and now I can play it in 60 frames per second and I couldn't do that before. So <coughs> it, it's interesting because sort of next gen is kind of competing with last gen sure. a little bit more than before. All of our backlogs just got buffed. You know, it's yeah. like, damn, yeah. it's like every these things you think about, like every time I see a notice for Mass Effect Remastered, I'm like excited and scared. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like you I'm see Keely, you know, tweet dive out into that video of Blinks, the time sweeper, you know, it's like, right. Uh, I keep messing this up because Devil May Cry Special Edition was shown at the PlayStation event. And so I just keep mm-hmm. associating it with PlayStation. I know it's also coming out on Xbox Series X, but if it's coming out on Xbox Series X, a little bit sooner than PlayStation. It's like two days. Then that, what, two days? Is it two and... days or does it launch on the 12th? I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's coming out on the Xbox launch day. I can try to search it out. Thanks, bud. Uh, but, you know, we knew Halo Infinite was going to be delayed. Is this is this okay? Is this a good launch lineup? Anything seem weird here or anything? Are we sad? Are we happy? Is this expected? I think... <laughs> I think we're at not for Yakuza... 
I would right. say it would be pretty that's, dire for me personally. That's the clear winner for me too. Yeah. Um, just because it, not not to talk down on these other games or anything like that, but going through the list, there's not a ton that is like, oh, I know what that is and I can't wait to play it. Um, outside of Yakuza, I don't think there's anything like I'm really strongly gravi- gravitating toward. And I think even the way that you framed the segment kind of indicates that, where it's like, would you yeah. give this a chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like Demon Souls and Spider-Man, it's like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. Big no boys. sleep. Yeah, right. the Devil May Cry 5 as as day one on the there Xbox it is. Blog. Okay. Well, there we go. Two days. Uh, That's a lot of time. I just, as somebody who played through, as I said, the uh, Assassin's Creed Four, um, it was worth it. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that Valhalla, and I mean, again, who knows how these, you know, it, there's always one version of some weird game that just doesn't run well for right. for whatever unexpected reason. But I, I would imagine Legion and Valhalla will there will be a significant difference. Um, yeah. Uh, for those games so might want to wait might want to consider uh if those are franchises that are very important to you i wonder how sea of thieves is gonna look dude that water that'd be good water looks nice yeah they haven't shown a lot though sure you know, like it's not like a thing that they've necessarily been talking about it's not a showpiece um but just i'm but looking it, at obviously like gears five gears tactics yeah. i'm sure those games are all gonna you know forza four you know i'm sure or forza horizon four they're all gonna look great it's just that one in particular i wonder if um it's gonna be glossed over Any Sea of Thieves fans? Anything? Yeah, man. Uh, HDR, man. HDR all Yeah, the I mean, ways. some of that stuff is already going to be on the Xbox One X and the PC versions. Ray uh, tracing, blood. But yeah, ray tracing maybe could, could get in there in some form, for sure. Almost in complete opposition to this headline. This is extremely mild news, but just too damn funny not to talk about right now. Sony announced 10 PS4 games that won't run on PS5. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to read these off and I'm going to see if any of you have an emotional connection to this. Do, do, is this does, is any of this like really bad news? Is the PS5 truly missing out on any of these games? I intentionally did not look any of these up. DWVR. That's I one word. That that's, is. Not, that's not a VR version of DW. <laughs> that's one. DWVR. No one knows what that is. Afro Samurai nope. 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. Nope. Nope. Hmm. I mean, I know Afro Samurai. Yeah, I know who it, what it is. But. I don't know why that in particular. Why all the other... I, it would be weird if it was just like a list of Afro Samurais, but it's just that one. TT uh, Isle of Man ri- Ride on the Edge 2. Brandon, I feel nothing. That's a... <laughs> what is that? Motorcycle, right? Oh, okay. Just deal with it! Exclamation point. <laughs> I love that. I love that one. <laughs> How fantastic is that to be on this list? Yeah. They gotta be making that up. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered. Mm. Which is interesting. Yeah, we also got Hitman Go Definitive Edition. So I wonder if there is some things about like remasters sometimes where they're like, mm. uh, you know, it's like if, if the original's mm-hmm. on there, that's really where we want to direct people. And um, well, I mean, no, I don't think that there's any other versions of those. It, like, yeah, they're gonna have to re-release that somehow. Hmm. Or yeah, maybe that's maybe those, those plans are uh, in the works. Robinson the Journey. That sounds familiar. Is that's that the, a VR game, right? That was the one with the little. Oh, that's the Crytek one, right? Is that the dinosaur one sure. VR? I don't know about Crytek for sure. But yeah, I remember I remember that being in a showcase at some point. I love how so much of this list is like, what is this? Yeah. Shadwen. Shadwen? Shadwen? Nope. Shadwen? Shadwen. Surely Boss Ministry stream Shadwen at some point. Yeah. And Joe's he daughter. He probably made it. 
Joe's, Joe's Diner. Diner, which sounds like a I think Huber's going to be bummed about that one about based Joe's on Diner? the name alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sounds, dude, so so jolly. What the hell? Well, that's my, vaguely familiar. That's my final check-in. Is that is there anything on here that's worthy to be on PS5? If you could just wave your magic wand and make any of Shadow this happen. Shadow Complex for sure. Shadow Complex. Yeah, Shadow okay. Complex. Yeah, I, yeah. I like You're Shadow in. Complex. You're in. Granted. Turns out DWVR is just like like legendary gaming, and we all you just know, missed out. Uh, that list could have been way worse, so I'm happy that's all it is. Oh yeah, that that's pretty easy to swallow. Yeah, at one point wasn't it like people were thinking like, oh, there's only like a hundred games that are going to be guaranteed to be backward compatible, or you know, it's like people were right. freaking out. Yeah, and PSVR games work too, which is nice. Yeah, I think that's back when they were talking about like enhancements. They were talking about there's re- these are really we focused on these oh, hundred games, right. and I think they just communicated that like totally wrong. But. Better be Bloodborne. Um, Speaking I love of, how like go for when it. it comes to like backwards compatibility on PS4, it's like Bloodborne is definitely the first game you think. Of. Yeah, it's really the first like, game. That's one that needs it. Yep. Somebody got that at 60 frames per second. I was going to mention that and also this mm-hmm. week, but we can drop that out now. I mean, it's possible. There's a video online you can see it's of 60 possible, FPS yeah. Bloodborne. So. Make it happen. Yeah, it's got. I mean, do yeah, it. It's got to happen. Uh, speaking of Sony potentially uh, doing announcements, good or bad, they had a surprise. Surprise! Exclamation point in the tweet that announced it. Surprise! PlayStation 5 state of play based on the UI, or as Sony has described it, the PlayStation 5 next generation user experience. <laughs> Can we just say menu? Because I mean, like, the average person is just gonna know menu. No, it's man. the PlayStation 5 menu. I'm not. I'm not seeing words like menu here, blood. I'm That's seeing. Not spicy I, I think if you enough, listen blood. to this, I think if you listen to this podcast, you know what UI is. I'm thinking exciting. I'm seeing exciting words here like control center. Yeah. Activities. Control center. Cards. Cards. Cards is, is a funny That one. makes me worried. Cards. When someone says cards. With like, less oh than a month it's, it's until launch, as you think. we're thrilled oh, to share our very first look at the PlayStation 5's user console experience. The new UX is completely centered on the player to provide you a truly next-generation experience with deeper immersion that quickly connects you to great games and a passionate gaming community. Here are the highlights, some stuff that I thought was super cool. The two big things that they're definitely pushing is the control center. And a lot of this stuff uh, across the board is there's a lot of, like, this is all overlaid on the stuff that you're playing. So, like, you never, right on the PS4, you go back and forth pretty quickly between games. Now, like, when the PS5, that does not happen. Like, any menu that pops up, there's always the game happening in the background. Well, not always. There is still a home menu that you can go to. You can, yes, yes, yes. But if you're in, you know, if you're playing a game and you, like, want to do a lot of the functionality that previously was available on PlayStation 4, the control center provides immediate access to almost everything you need from the system at a single press of the PlayStation button on the DualSense wireless controller, all without leaving the game. So this brings up whoop, the activities and cards and stuff. Uh, How does that look to you, Blood? All of that overlay stuff. Uh, I think it's nice to be able to see everything in the background. The the cards, I mean, we'll get more into it. Uh, the thing that w- was slightly concerning about the cards is I feel like sometimes <coughs> it felt like the thing that you want was behind all this other stuff that you don't really need right now. All these other cards. Yeah. So hopefully you could like reshuffle the deck then put it. Yeah, because they were showing a bunch of activities, but it's like, well, he wants to go to this screenshot, and he's got to go past like four or five cards to get to his screenshot before he posts it. Also, what are those cards? We can get to activities specifically yeah, so what those cards represent. There was news, there was captures, and then there was activities. Uh, those were the main things that I saw in terms of the different kinds of cards that they were. And activities look like they can be essentially like, like the way that they showed with Sackboy, it's like, this is essentially like a level, you know, and it's like, okay, here's this level, and these are the different 
collectibles and stuff that you can get in this level and if you want to complete it then you know you need to get this outfit and that thing and mm-hmm. cross the goal line and the most interesting part of that is that they talk about there is an estimated time for mm-hmm. completion yeah that is personalized yes. to your habits right. oh shit dude everyone's gonna be competing now <laughs> who's got the short the shortest time uh, well, I, it will yeah. take you ten years to do this, right? <laughs> or the vice versa. You see, it's just like, oh, you. I mean, yeah. Question mark. <laughs> you know, it's never like, gonna happen. Yeah. The I other tell you, thing that why they do. do try? Uh, the other interesting thing they, they do with their activities is you can go there directly for tips if developers have provided them. So there'll mm-hmm. be like either a screenshot of where the thing is, or like a little video walkthrough, and then you can pin that video to the screen so that you can, you know compare it as you're you're going to that area i think that is such a cool idea i wonder how widespread it'll end up being like, yeah. i wonder how dude i think about like the possibilities of devs trolling people <laughs> with like false information intentionally i'm just like picturing from software just doing something goofy and trolling I mean, everyone that'd be fantastic yeah that's like some Kojima level stuff I want to see happen. Dude, think about what Kojima's kind oh of videos God, he's going to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to have like uh, weird short films like for the tip videos yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ben, is Wicked Cheats shaking in its boots? Wicked Cheats is dead. <laughs> Long live Wicked Cheats. But I mean, you know, there's a lot out there in terms of guides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they specifically called out, hey, you don't have to go to your web browser and search. You don't have to go through this thing that you might stumble across a spoiler on your way to the thing that you're trying to get to mm-hmm. um i am curious whether <clears throat> people that like make their money off of that kind of thing are a little nervous about that or if ign will provide the guide for you know a specific game here or there <laughs> their guide just says look it up on your playstation <laughs> They, like, okay. That'd they be pretty it, funny. They yeah. seem pretty uh, concerned about spoilers, actually. They have another feature where if you take a screenshot or a video and you send to someone and the PlayStation d- decides that there's a spoiler potentially and that it'll warn the person before they open the clip Dude. or the picture that there That's might great. be spoiler content. I definitely had games spoiled that. for me on my PlayStation 4. I've definitely been like, hey, this yeah. dude's streaming it. And it's like the end. So yeah. um, I think that was some some feedback potentially that they got during this gen. There was like some patent or something a few months back where they were talking about all of that. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see this implementation. I'm curious whether, cause they were talking about sending that to somebody over the PlayStation interface itself. I'm curious whether there'll be anything similar that goes to social feeds to where you'll have to like click on a video before playing. Hmm. You can share screens now in party chat. And you can put that gameplay mm. in your game, picture in picture. Yeah. So while I am playing Demon Souls, Ben, I can watch you playing Demon Souls, <laughs> which I probably would want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Stream sniping, dude. Uh, I remember this came up a lot during the PlayStation Four era. They, they wanted this to happen. They wanted, you know, like, oh, you can control my game. You can come in and yeah. your game, my game. We're watching. We're playing all over the place. Didn't really, uh, didn't really manifest. Um, I think it did manifest. I just don't think that you. You could watch people play people, yeah. in this. Yeah. yeah. 
in this in this direct way in a I mean let me put it this way blood in a way I care about <laughs> because <laughs> this does seem like a novelty I don't know if I'm going to do this all the time I I, I wouldn't mind a lower form verm of a version of, of Twitch where if you could just like pick your friends or something that you're like, yeah, if this person wants to watch me play, I don't care. That's fine. They can watch me play. So like, yeah, if I'm just done playing something and I'm going to work, it's just like, oh yeah, sure. I'll put, you know, I'll, again, I use Ben as example. I'll watch Ben play Devil May Cry, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I Ultimate can Edition or whatever, like, sure. I love this idea for fighting games as well because like mm-hmm. just seeing... Like sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around like okay like how do I actually do this combo or what's what's the strategy here and so being able to like do that uh, in real time would help tremendously. Uh, my my first thought with this is it's a direct competition to Discord. All of this stuff that they're talking about <laughs> sure. is is again it's like cutting out that external service. You know it's like you can just start chatting. We've got the microphone and the controller, so you don't have to put in our stupid little earbud that the PlayStation 4 came with. Yeah. You know? and That thing uh, is awful. <laughs> right. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have to see what the mic quality on that is is like. But, yeah, I think it's really... You can, you can do that in Discord, and they've got the same feature set. You know, it's like if you want to see somebody stream you know directly there in your party and and, and that was the thing the example they were showing wasn't you know i'm sure you could go to some random persons and stick it up there but what they were showing was was just a party chat with your friends so if you're you're in there with your friends they start streaming their game to you you start streaming their game to them and just like put it up there and and watch each other while you you talk it's you know it's yeah it's kind of like a land party in a way so it's cool I think it is great that they're adding all this stuff. I, I do wonder, though, just since Discord is so established, if it will have any impact on it. Because I, I just feel like once something kind of takes root like mm-hmm. that, it can be difficult for... Because, you know, there are entire communities on Discord, and it, it can be hard right. to just switch that stuff or change it significantly. Yeah. Or, I mean, but it's you have both. That's really... I view it less Ben as like a Discord killer and more just kind of like like patching a hole in the ship, <laughs> you know, just being like, wait, mm-hmm. no, let's 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 try not to have them get them to have too much influence. And hey, if blood, if your mic is bad, you can use voice dictation to send messages. So you don't yeah. have to you don't have to type it's that stuff out because that can certainly yeah. take a while if you don't have a keyboard. Uh, and in. something we weren't we're worrying about wondering about last week, uh, they did confirm 4K uh, screens and video for when you use the create button. Yeah, that's nice. 4K screenshots, baby. Curious what the compression is like on that 4K. Yes. I wonder yeah. how that looks. I wonder how much space that takes up. Uh, the PlayStation Store is no longer a standalone app. It's integrated into the system. So, again, that's going Doesn't to appear to on, load as on, much. on top of a lot of other things. Um, cool. And I, for one, don't have as much hate and vitriol for, like, shops and HUDs and stuff. I hear a lot of hate. Amongst the allies, there's definitely been some like, ah, those men, I hate using that store or whatever. Maybe I'm just like mm-hmm. not super critical. Is our PlayStation store improvement something that we de- we, we desperately need from, from the PS5? It's always been kind of laggy. Yeah, if it's faster, that's great. Yeah. And easier to find stuff. Yeah, I agree. It, it being faster would be a huge improvement. It's interesting because like I do a lot of downloading and even purchasing just from the website. And you can just directly download mm-hmm. it. So I wonder if that'll change at all during the PS5 era. So you have this control center. You have this thing, basically, which I think is kind of like the 
it's like the core of web, of web design, you know, it's just like, what the hell is this user going to be doing? What are they going to want to do? And why am I keeping them from doing that? So it's like, you know, they, I was a little nervous about seeing the UI. So I'm like, please don't change like too many things. Right. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about the control center because it's them deciding like what I want to see based on all the potential things that could be happening. In some ways, it's very exciting. Like, for example, one thing that they had was a multiplayer session, and the person was just like, oh, you know, like I would see, like, oh, Brad's playing Star Wars Squadrons right now. And it's just like, oh, cool, I'm going to go jump in. Like, I didn't have to go to the game. I didn't have to, like, and see if you were online. I'd have to go to my friends list and see who's playing what. It's like, you played that last night with him. He's online now. I think that might be something that you're interested in. Um, could that potentially change how you utilize your console? Or we, all of us, you know, the easy allies, the four people on this podcast, so laser focused on what we want to do whenever we boot up these systems. Are we just going to like go right past it? I'm usually laser focused on these things. I'm usually not just sitting there on my dashboard thinking about what I want to do, I mm-hmm. guess. But I know a lot of people probably are the opposite. They build it as a big thing coming to PlayStation 5. They're like, this is something we've really, really been focusing on. Activities, cards, the yeah. future. Well, yeah, I, I can see, like, the cards being something that just, like, my brain washes over and doesn't really look at. Um, but, again, having, like, more of that menu just down there at the bottom. And, you know, because there are times when, like, you know, I get a trophy or something and I don't know, like, what the crap does that mean, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I want to look at that list. And sometimes that can just be this whole, like, long process of, okay... It pulls up the trophy menu and like, okay, now it syncs. And like, okay, now it loads in all the things. And so if it can just pull that up more yeah. swiftly and yeah. my game is right there behind it and like, okay, cool, that's what that is. And then I'm I'm back and I'm fine. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. They also said on the home menu, like when you're not overlaid on a game, they showed basically like two tabs at the top where there's a games tab and then a media apps tab. So you don't get all that stuff mixed up. Uh, right, yeah. So that could that could be nice. Mm-hmm. It's like an extra folder or something almost. Yeah. Another potential problem that they're trying to solve uh, is... Um, and they... Uh, what is the Sackboy game? Sackboy Adventure? Sackboy A Big Adventure? There I we think? go. Sorry, Sackboy. I'm sorry I don't know the name of your name. I, I know you have a big game coming out on the PlayStation 5. Don't remember the name. Uh... It, it, they use this as an example, and I think this is something that we'll obviously see a lot more in exclusive titles and stuff coming directly from Sony. Uh, it's kind of like achievements. like It just depends on each developer how much effort that they want to put into it. But a list of things you could potentially be doing in the game. So just objectives you could just jump straight mm-hmm. to, which, again, I don't know is how, how relevant that is to this social group because, like you were saying, Brad, like I know exactly, like even in open world games, it's like, believe me, I got a list of things that I got to do mm-hmm. in the order that I want to do them. I could see this potentially having value if I'm coming back to something. Like if I haven't played an yeah. RPG in yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. long and then I come back like, not only what was I doing, but like, what, to computer, tell me what I want to do. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, does that have value, you think, for for any of you gents? I think that's a cool little, a little thing. To me, like a lot of these are just like cool little tiny additions that I'll be like, oh, like once in a while, I'll be like, oh, that was, that was convenient. Mm-hmm. But they're not like huge game changers for me. Darn. Sony really wanted to wow you with this presentation. I mean, <laughs> they, they definitely I think it's built a, some of this stuff. I think it's a lot of good ideas. Um, I, uh, it sounds really useful in a ton of ways. I'm just curious to see, like, which games really end up benefiting from a lot of this, how widely mm-hmm. supported some of these things are, 
and all of that. But on a conceptual level, like, I don't know. It sounds like they really put a lot of thought into this and, yeah, and how absolutely. people are going to use it and trying to give you as much as you can on a console level. And I respect that approach. How hungry were all of you to see this? Pretty hungry. I've yeah. been super curious for a while. I don't Not, know if I'd say hungry, yeah. but I feel like I it's it. been overdue. Like I've with, seen, I've seen that sentiment with all a lot. The Xbox yeah. stuff out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily share it just because it's, it's not like a deal breaker for me. I just am kind of like, hey, I really want this console. I'll, I'm going to be forced to deal with whatever UI uh, they say. But um, And they actually kind of used some language in this. We, we're finally showing this off. It's been a long time. So I think they kind of mm-hmm. know. Uh, are they just super down to the wire with making changes? They did say keep in mind as this is in a pre-production environment. So there may be some minor changes, but it'll give you a taste of what to look forward to when PS5 launches in November. Why was this late? Does it matter? Would you do you think it would have been better for Sony if it was earlier? I don't think it matters in the grand scheme at all. No, it's just like a cool, convenient, a cool little thing that I've been very curious about. And I don't know, I can't see like maybe a ton of people being super curious about this, but it is nice to have and to know how it actually works now. Yeah, I think it's it's those new features and the things that you you don't expect. I think it's good to get a heads up um, because yeah, when you you hop in there. You know, you're you're going to want to get to a, the game as quickly as possible, but you're also going to be wondering like, what is this thing? What is that dumb thing? You mm-hmm. know, and so I'm curious how much they're going to like sort of force that down your throat. That's one of the annoying things when you start up a new console. It's like, okay, here's this thing over here, and here's that thing over here. I'm like, I just I got it. I, I watched the thing last month. I'm good. Just let me start the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It always annoys me when you get like a message from PlayStation and they're like, check out this thing that you don't care about. And it's like, it's like no, nah. don't, don't do that. Xbox like, does that too. Don't put up stuff on my dashboard or yeah, whatever. Yeah, damn. I'd been. Now I'm nervous because now I don't want them to be in control of like what they suggest maybe that I should be doing and whatever. I game. hope you can disable like all of that stuff. Anything you don't really want. Yeah. Like certain types of cards that you're not interested in. Because, like, every now and then I'll throw an ad up and I'll go to delete it. And it takes a second to delete it. And I just think, like, why does this take a second? <laughs> like, why right. is an ad? <laughs> I didn't download anything. Like, get out of here. Um, yeah, we will see. The PlayStation 5 is going to have opinions about what we do with our time. Yeah. And if we want to fill in those gaps in games we haven't finished, they're going to harass us. Just like Huber. There's basically going to be little Hubers inside all of our PlayStation 5s. Dude, in 10 minutes you could get this trophy. Do it. I would, I would sign up for that if <laughs> yeah. it was like, dude. You gonna play this? Hey, a couple of rounds? Yeah, I, I would. I would have a Huber voice. In my dude, we already we already right? live it, dude. We're on Slack with <laughs> That's him, true. man. That's true. We do already <laughs> have it. Yeah, you get a Huber GPS, but the, and it's it works. But the, you know the problem is it'll keep you awake certainly at night. But the problem is is every now and then it'll get started on a story and it'll just forget. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, two blocks ago I should have told you to take a ride. Um, but uh, we'll see how many people pick that up. And now. A word from our sponsor, Tushy. Do you have a butthole? <laughs> then this ad's for you. You know, here's the thing. You know, shout out to Mango and Hogue and everybody everybody that supported us through Patreon. We had to change our sponsors because it's like we were talking about shaving balls and buttholes, man. Like we were <laughs> we were really get, we were really taking advantage of having a sponsored podcast and we finally done it. Thank you, Tushy. Yeah, it's 2020, dude. Let's go. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. For years, bidets have been available but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. The Hello Tushy 
Modern bidet attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone! Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. They knew it this year in 2020. They were like, we made it. We're just, <laughs> just like Postmates, just like mm -hmm. anybody delivering anything. This is our year. Um, because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to hand-free poop experience. Ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from Hello Tushy bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. I must say, I am a proud sponsored owner of a Hello Tushy, oh. of a tush. Uh, but I'm moving though, proof right here. If you haven't seen it before, this is not the usual background. I got a, I'm getting a new toilet in four weeks, you know, brand new experience. I will install the Hello Tushy and I will know how it goes. Nice. But man, going through packages in the garage and I'm like, what is this from? Oh, right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My Tushy. Yeah. Can't wait. Go to hellotushy.com slash easy allies to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash easy allies for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash easy allies. And if you are a patron of easy allies, thank you. Sega is dropping four weird games on us. Mm -hmm. This is so cool. It is cool, but it's weird. There's a, there's stories it's behind it. It's these super games, weird. Man. There are some stories. Yeah. Holy crap. And like this, this seemed. Ben, I just read it in Slack. I saw the names of the games. I saw this other mm -hmm. little story that the blood dug up. I'm gonna let you kind of dig more in, into that blood. Uh, and I was like, oh cool, this will be anything to talk in the podcast. And then I'm watching the trailers, and I'm thinking. I, yeah, this is weird. We're talking about this in the podcast because the budget of these games is not astronomical. These are weird, small games that are going to be on sale for a very short amount of time. But there's just too much going on. There's just too much fascination surrounding these things. Uh, very quickly, before we get into the meat and potatoes behind it, Armor of Heroes from Relic Entertainment, a retro-inspired multiplayer tank romp for up to four players. Very bare bones looking game. Not familiar with the series. Endless Zone from Amplitude Studios. The Endless Universe and Fantasy Zone collide in the side-scrolling shoot 'em up. Streets of Camarocho, which heck yes, hey, yes, crazy, yeah, hey now, insanely cool. I thought it was a mod. I before I saw the Slack, I saw this like on Twitter, and I was like, oh, what a fun somebody somebody's having fun in animation class, you know, before they graduate. This is their final, you know, and it's like, no, this is the thing, actually released by Sega that they made and Golden Axed, which we will get to in a second. Uh, but I think we should cover, I mean, maybe just give lip service to Armor of Heroes and Endless Zone. The Endless, I, they said the Endless Universe and Fantasy Zone collide. I'm not familiar with yeah, the, the Endless. Uh, Fantasy Zone, I know. The Endless thing is, yeah, I don't remember all the, the games, but it's it's definitely something they've had going for a little while. The Endless is a hard word to Google <laughs> to find something right. substantial in a very specific gaming genre. <laughs> um, but it's a side scrolling shoot 'em up It looks like fun. Armor of Heroes, again, is tanks. Uh, and is very bare bones, just red and green tanks like shooting each other. Yeah, which other. endless is it? Dungeon of the Endless? I'm not sure. But the streets of Camarocho, Ben, this can't be long. This thing's yeah. got to be 45 no. minutes long, right? Oh, right. I, I mean, I don't know how long it is, but I imagine like a couple of hours at most. Probably. We haven't even said it's. This is this is a Yakuza beat 'em up. This is yeah. it's something that's streets of rage. Yeah, something yeah. that needs to exist. Yes. 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 Oh, I mean, it's more. funny because Yakuza is already a beat em up, but this specific Too format deep, baby. Right. of beat em up, yeah. I think you left out one of the craziest parts of this, though. For Golden Axed? Uh, no, no, no. Before we even get to 
the gold oh, wow. saga is the that these are free games yes that will be available for like two, two days. days yes on steam uh, armor of heroes october 15th through the 19th endless zone october 16th through the 19th streets of camarocho 17th through the 19th and golden axed 18th through the 19th one day why? to get this why? game why I think it's a weird. It's the season to do it, Ben. It's the it's this weird trend this year where it's like this forced, you know, like oh, you know, now it's a story, and it's like I think think Golden Axe would be a story on its own. I think people would check it out. It'd be wonderful. They're like, oh no, no one cares about Golden Axe, so then no one will be interested. That's the only reasoning I can come up with, because it is bizarre. Hmm. Any other feel thoughts like companies on why the are, hell you would do this? Like finding increasingly aggressive ways to harness the power of FOMO. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, Yeah, it does feel like that, right? Oh, shit, dude, yeah. Because Nintendo just did this. Now Sega's doing it. I don't think Sega's doing this as reactionary to what Nintendo just did, so this is something in the water. This is just... Right. Well, it's to celebrate 60 years. It's supposed to be a thing for the fans to jump on, but it's... Yeah, it's just... It's strange because I feel like it's coming up fairly soon. And, it, yeah, if it's only there for 24 hours, it could be so easy for you just to have a busy day. And be like, oh, yeah, that thing was today, right? And then you go to download it. It's like, oh, missed it. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Can't fuck around, dude. You got to be ready at all times now. Streets. I guess we talked enough about Streets Camera. I just can't believe that game exists. Uh, it looks right. really great. You can, yes. uh, again, that's a, yeah, Yakuza beat em up. You can play as Kiryu uh, um, and uh, Majima. God plays Majba. This Golden Axe, though, this is a a build of a never-before-seen glimpse at a canned project called Golden Axe Reborn, available, again, uh, so just one day, through the 18th and the 19th. They threw this out, and people were surprised. I was surprised. Blood was surprised. Ben Brad. Uh, Also, Tim Dawson, uh, who made this game, was very surprised. Uh, Woke up, he tweeted, to the surprising news that Sega is releasing the Golden Axe prototype I coded in 2012 under crunch conditions. At least I'm not alone. This appears to be a surprise to everyone I know who actually worked on it. Uh, Sanatana Mishra also said on Twitter, I like Tim Dawson's thread on the GA prototype, but there's still so many fun anecdotes we had to gloss over. Like, that time we were told explicitly that there was no difference at all between how Golden Axe and Streets of Rage played, and no point in researching that. For what it's worth, Tim programmed the entire thing. I'm not even looking at you, Ben, and I can tell, like, that, 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 that reacted big. So when they say they reached out to the team that made it, I don't really know who that means. Um... So this, and again, this is another trend, Ben, of like staff being like, "We did what now?" Like there are games coming right. out on there are ports happening that developers don't know about. There are it's unhinged. It's the wild west. You you could play both of those games for like five minutes and realize that there are some differences. Right, right. <laughs> Guess who's not going to play those games for five minutes, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Tim the Dawson people making the decisions. <laughs> Uh, Tim Dawson's uh, Twitter is at ironic account and you should check out that thread because that's just the top of it like it goes for a while yeah uh, describing you know and and the funny thing is like even calling this like a, a canceled prototype or whatever it's it's kind of disingenuous because it's like it sound it was a pitch it was mm. a pitch and they were told to do this thing and then people that were higher up that didn't really know what they were talking about or even exactly what they were wanting, uh, you know, kept sort of trying to interfere. And it's like, no, if you want this pitch done by this day, like this, we have to just keep working on the thing that we've already decided on. 
Um, and then, yeah, and, and then none of the none of the management seemed to really be into it, and it kind of died. But it's it's an interesting story, and it's even more interesting that it just sort of got pulled out of nowhere. Um, and apparently, despite them saying that they had, you know, they had the blessings of the people that made it, like the people that actually made it don't even right. know what they're talking about. Um, also worth noting that uh, Sanatana Mishra and uh, Sayama Mishra are uh, listeners to this podcast, so shout out. Oh, shout out. Got him. Uh, but uh, they're the guys behind uh, Assault Android Cactus as well, if you remember that game. We streamed right, yeah, that. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, Sega Europe uh, issued a statement. They feel bad. We wanted to bring <laughs> the work of developers at the time to light and celebrate as part of our history, something we didn't get the chance to do the first time around. We certainly didn't mean to dredge up painful memories for Mr. Dawson and his former colleagues or appear disrespectful. We've removed the line from the Steam copy that could have been taken as a slur on the development and would like to reassure everyone that it was intended as a comment on the build we had imparted to PC, not the quality of the original work. I think they said something mm-hmm. like, this broken game finally reappears or something. And, this, and the devs oh were like, god. you canceled it. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god. How dude. dare you? It was a prototype. Like, what's your, right. what's your problem? We're hoping lots of fans play the prototype and can appreciate the work he and his colleagues put into this developing it, or developing this prototype. Uh, I mean, we got Star Fox 2. That was exciting. Um, these weird collections have brought up. You had, you know, you, you went on like an odyssey through the TurboGrafx 16 mm-hmm. games and hidden, you know, demo weird things in the menu. And like these, this can bring joy. I can, I can see the intent behind being like, oh, you know, this is a new trend. Let's bring out this exciting thing. But then, oops, like the, you, the ad people remember that a little differently than the people who are actually working on the game. I wonder if this will happen more and more. Well, also, it's been sitting around for eight years, and so I, I, I do feel like there's some room for this to just be disconnected from all of the, you know, um, the management at the time, you know. So it's it's interesting. I, I, I would definitely, I don't know that we ever will hear the story, but I would like to hear more of the story about how this thing resurfaced and was decided on being put out in this celebration. Um, but yeah. Because uh, in a weird way, like, I actually would like to see more of this. I would like to see more canceled projects and prototypes and things. It's like, hey, here's this weird thing we decided not to make. You know, you can check it out if you want. We're going to give it to you for free, you know, mm-hmm. just, just for the sake of it. I just think that the way that this in particular, from when it actually happened in 2012, and then what happened this week, it was just... It was all just like it felt bad for the people that were involved. Yeah. Mm. Do you think it's positive at the end of the day? <laughs> now that like, oh, now the people know their story, they got a chance. Like, you know, they um, did <laughs> did Sega Europe handle this good after the fact? You know what I mean? Is it is it nice that they were at least up upfront and honest about this? Um, like I said, I'm curious if there's if they're they're you know planting a roadmap for like potentially how to do these things in the future if issues like this mm. come up. I guess on some level it is nice that that work will be seen by people. Right. It's not just yeah. completely wasting away somewhere. I it it sounds extremely messy and I feel bad for the devs, but I guess I guess on some level it is nice to have that work recognized in a broader sense. Like Golden Axed is a clever name, but like it's yeah, it, it it's clearly a prototype. You play it like it is a janky weird looking thing, but it's fun. I would love to play weird prototypes of other games we only just hear about. Yeah. That we just yeah. saw footage of that weird 
uh, Assassin's Creed game that never happened. Or sorry, not Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia. Although you understand why I made that, it was confusing there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, some awesome Prince of Persia like demo that looked amazing that I think was like, la- la- you know, last gen, meaning PS3, mm-hmm. 360, and um, looked pretty impressive. Um, but I would love to play that. But um, certainly not to, for the shame and, and frustration of the people who made it. Oh, man, what if you could play Bioshock on Vita? That long old <laughs> title, dude. Yeah. No clip dug up some some fun stuff this year from, uh, yeah. from Raven. So and I it's all to out watch there. More you no know, clip. It's, it's like old coins and stuff. Like they're all hiding in people's attics that right. are still alive. We just gotta. These things are gonna happen. We're gonna find out about this stuff. This might not be a big story because it concerns a game that I don't think any allies have played. Um, okay. And I don't think our community is really big on. Whenever we talk about playing group streams, this doesn't necessarily come up. But Amazon's Crucible has announced that it is halting development. Brad, do you know what Crucible is? I like have a vague understanding of it. And I... So, like, everything I'm, I know about is, like, secondhand. Mm-hmm. I heard it's, like, a MOBA mixed with, like, a team-based shooter or something. Sounds like the trend that everyone was following in, like, 2016 or something like that. One of those games. Battleborn-esque style game. Pan- what was the the Epic game that got canceled again? Dude, I, I tried. I, while so you've been P- speaking, I've been trying to come up with it, and I can't. P- Paragon. Pa- Paragon. Paragon, that's it. Yeah, something along those lines, I assume. But rough to see Paragon dip, and then this come out after it. And you're like, no, but Paragon yeah. uh, didn't work out. That's not the audience isn't necessarily there. Uh, ben, any experience with? I want to. I want this is story time. I want to take you just through the saga of this crazy game. It won't take long because it's a 2020 saga. Like this, this just <laughs> came out this year. But I think this is something that a lot of people missed. Were you? Did any? Did Crucible at any time pass in front of your eyeballs, Ben? Just it just seemed like bad news after bad news with Crucible. Okay, that's that's really the only impression that I've got. But I didn't have any interest in it. Personally. So yeah, this is a hero-based game. Some some fun abilities, some fun, interesting modes. There was definitely like a story behind the world and and why everything happened. They tried to contextualize what you are doing. You were you know hunters going out and gathering resources, battling over it, pirates pillaging this uh-huh. planet. Sounds like a fun you know potential setup. But again, there's a lot of these games. Kind of hard to be competitive. This was announced and launched in May of this year. So it announced and then uh, people got to play it a, a week later, and then it unlaunched in June. Uh, went back into like a weird closed beta that was like a different thing but then the developers also said that nothing was really going to change for players and they were going to be testing stuff and talking uh, to their players getting feedback figuring out what they were going to do the game which brings me to this announcement for the play crucible website we made a list of features we felt would enhance the player experience which we shared publicly in our roadmap and completed them all Our next step was to evaluate the feedback we've heard from you paired with the data we've collected to determine our path forward. That evaluation led us to a difficult decision. We will be discontinuing development on Crucible. Boy, there are so many different ways you can phrase that sentence. There's so many different ways you can describe (laughs) we ain't going to make this game anymore. We very much appreciate the way that our fans have rallied around our efforts, these poor, poor fans. And we loved seeing your responses to the changes we've made over the last few months. But ultimately, we didn't see a healthy, sustainable future ahead of Crucible. We'll be transitioning our teams to focus on New World and other upcoming projects from Amazon Games. We're offering a full refund to any purchases made, which is nice. Uh, You can find more information on our support page. We'll also be disabling credit purchases within Crucible. In the next few weeks, we'll be hosting a final playtest and community celebration, both in-game and in our official Discord. After that point, we'll be disabling matchmaking, although you'll still be able to play Crucible through the custom games feature. Servers will stay up for custom games until noon PST on Monday, November 9th. 2020 right around next gen good time to just uh do you want to see the you want to know the peak players of this game on steam 
It's oh, peak. Dear. It was 10,600. That was his peak player Ooh. count. And they're being pretty upfront about this at Amazon. I wonder if they would share that number. Uh, here's what we were hoping for. <laughs> Dude, last 30 days, 228 players. Damn. Here's wow. the thing about Crucible, Brad. I'm not so worried about Steam. I am super curious about Crucible's relationship to Twitch. Because Twitch is another thing that Amazon owns. <laughs> right. And I don't want to poke fun at the developers who worked on this game. I'm sure this is very frustrating. I'm sure this is very frustrating for this community. For, you know, to, like, sure, I don't yeah. know. Dude, I don't know what it is about me. I always seem to pick the stupid games. Disney Infinity. Fortnite Save the World. <laughs> you know, it's like I always like, you know, just you know, Red Dead Online. Like something that I'm like, oh, this is going to be big. You like just, everything yeah. that's doomed to fail, right. it seems like. But I still like Avengers, like playing it every day. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I understand. I sympathize with people right. that are like very, very focused on something that just cannot get an audience. But this is Amazon. This is like one of the first games that they've made. This is a big right. effort for them. And when this was announced earlier this year, we were like, here we go. The gaming initiative. It was over five months later. And these people own Twitch. This could have been the most Twitch-friendly, crazy, well, frenetic game. What the hell happened? Strike one. They got two more, Jones. New World's their big game. And, it's and, supposed and, to be the Lord of the Rings MMO and or whatever. People are having fun. It's doing, you know, it's, it's definitely getting a lot more attention. And it was clearly like a smart move, uh, a, a la closing Paragon, taking those people, throwing them over right. at Fortnite. Um, but what do, you what do you learn if you're Amazon? What? I can't believe they, they they market your game. Yeah, none of us heard about this. Market like your ben game. Said, it was only the bad news. Don't make a game like in that genre again. Well, I don't think it's about not even making a game in that. But I mean, it feels like in every way it came out unfinished. Yeah, like of it course, just, it, yeah, like, it definitely sounded like it came out unfinished. It, I think it, if you need to unlaunch your game, yeah, yeah, like it just doesn't feel like it even had the baseline of like what people expect out of that genre, and so it it's just sort of like. What was going on behind the scenes? Who, you know, what suit was like, hey, you guys got to put that game out now. And, and they're probably all like staring at each other like, what? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I don't know like where the, the talk about that game was, where the marketing for that game was. It just doesn't feel like there was any sort of plan for it. And so, yeah, what do you expect to happen? I don't know. They thought they could pull an Apex Legends or something. And we talk about how those things are great. You know, we, we share on this podcast. They like, can that be, worked yeah. out real well. It was so wonderful. We didn't have to wait for a long time. Well, you know, they like, paid a lot of money to have people play that game the day it came out. And it's a well-known studio that did it. And they also had a very well-made product. Like, right yeah, it's also a good game. Yeah, It worked Ready because to go. the game was good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how that works. <clears throat> Uh, I'm just I just can't believe Amazon this is Amazon you know it's like again if there was other people behind this um, you know I wouldn't bring this up but at the same time New World was delayed from August of this year to spring 2021 I've heard good things from people that have checked it out I played um, it uh, yet yeah, I mean can you speak yeah. from your experience yeah it's pretty fun yeah it felt different enough where I was like oh this isn't necessarily just like every other MMO I guess that I've played recently had its own vibe uh, Kristen was sharing some gothic vibes that, you know, yeah. that I was like oh <laughs> don't yeah, get yeah, me yeah. <laughs> don't get me you say the word gothic mmo to me and things happen yeah um but so they're clearly focused on that this is clearly not something that like oh they're just going to be you know it's like yeah in star wars you're canceled you're canceled like clearly this we can see you know the resources being shifted to something that'll hopefully work out well with new world them being able to afford to delay that to next year although they said <laughs> they were going to delay this and then ended up canceling it later 
are they just being smart? This is Amazon just being like, hey, actually, I these just, are good moves. They recognize this an inferior guess, product, yeah. and they're investing more in the game that works. Regardless of whatever mistakes they made in the past, it might have not been worth it for them financially to keep working on this game. It might be to them. They might just be like, oh, it's too late. We need to move on or something. If their problem is sales, Bloodworth, is that also Stadia's problem? Is this a, let's just say, is this a <laughs> Dude, systemic I give thing with these big companies? And then it's gone. Yeah. Like, Stadia has a lot of problems. Like these are yeah. fun things, but the big companies are doing. It's just they're not they're not advertising them well. They are no they are at least things. getting Cyberpunk day and date. So that's, that's true. Yeah. They pulled that off. Didn't put that on almost also I, this week. It's got to be big Stadia news to make this. Part. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny because you you like Stadia had a lot of advertising. It's just not a good product. Like that's mm-hmm. right. That's it's not an problem. exciting product. Yeah, like, it works. <laughs> like, I played. Well, orcs, it works. I played Orcs Must Die on it and had a fun time. It never. It works work, okay, but, it just, but I yeah. feel like every time so, I I try it out, it's like inconsistent and like yeah. the store is not great and yeah you playing next gen games in a month you gotta you gotta do something big this i week. actually think that's a i think that's a fair way of putting it ben like i think the core technology of what stadia is is fine and it works yeah. and it's kind of amazing to like pull it up on some crappy old laptop or whatever and, that, and that's great but every other thing that you have to go through to get to the game right is like uh no right yeah among Us clearly had a fraction of the budget of the Crucible. Yeah. Um, and you hear you have Amazon hunting, you know, like, you know, Overwatch and its ilk. Like, are they are they following the wrong game, Brad? <laughs> Should they? I mean, I don't know. Make just like some Among silly Us party becoming game? Popular like, is like 200 of them? Or? They got lucky. Some Twitch streamers started playing it and blew mm-hmm. that game up. So, well, Among Us is also just extremely entertaining to both watch and play. Yeah. Right, exactly. Say. And like... <laughs> no offense to Crucible, but I feel like just listening to your description of, of what genre it is, like I'm already falling asleep. Like it just doesn't sound mm-hmm. exciting. It's it's it it sounds like an amalgamation of other things that we're already a right. little bit too familiar with at this point, I think. The ultimate slight on this game is it's not even on the Amazon game site anymore. Like gone. You know, so like I went to find just <laughs> official lines yeah. and their description. I wanted a timeline. It was funny, I Googled like you know, um, uh, Amazon's Crucible announced, and every post was like, "No, nah, it's canceled, dude." And I'm like, "No, no, I want the. <laughs> I'm looking for the press right. release when it first got announced." And <laughs> Google was like, "You're no, uh-huh. didn't you hear, bro?" Um, but if you Google the Amazon Games site and the and the Google description of the site, it mentions Crucible in the, in the text below. It's like, "Oh, Crucible is one of the games." You click on it. No, nope. oh, <laughs> New World is it. New World is some Pac-Man game. That's all we're working on. They're working um, on the Lord of the Rings game, dude. The yes. MMO. This is true. I'm sad, man, because I would like Not if I knew these games were gonna get canceled. I want to try them at least. Yeah, I'd never get to play it, man. Well, it's on. You know, sir, uh, you can you can check out custom games until November 9th. Are you gonna be busy in the beginning of November? We, we just, we've established we've established Ben's gonna be busy. What's, what's uh, your November like, Brad? Yeah, I'll probably right. probably probably can't make it. That's fair. Also this week, here's a bunch of other headlines. If any of these emotionally resonate with you, feel free to talk up, but I'm just going to race through them. Uh, I know Monster Hunter emotionally resonates with you, Ben, but we got that movie yeah. trailer this week. Uh-huh, we did. That movie, uh, it's gonna it looks be like something. it was, the movie, watching that trailer, I was like, this was supposed to come out in 2002. Like, it looks like an early what? 2000s action movie. Um, I don't, the yeah. monsters look pretty good. 
That's that's the nicest thing. They at least they kind of like look like the same design as the other yeah, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I can I, recognize it. I had joked. Uh, I think somebody had had slipped them uh, a copy of Lost Planet Two in the midst of all those Monster Hunter games, and that's that's the direction they went with. Well, it's just, it's the Hollywood like we we gotta take humans, regular people, to that world, and it's like you can just, <sighs> just I know just go well, to the world, the, man. Just they go did to that the with He Man too, man. Like what? It's, Smurfs Worse than just like just regular people being just, just transported to the world. It's it's military, and it's like, dude, get these, get these like Humvees and guns out of here. Like, what are you what are you doing? Get these assault rifles Man. out of this. Isn't Man. get a great sword. Iceborne. I mean, they have it. They go to the world, but Iceborne yeah. movie crossover. Got to get some jeeps in there. Get some military gear. No, thank you. No, okay. Dude, uh, if you could drive a, a Humvee in Monster Hunter World, I, would I mean, they wouldn't do that, but if you could, sure, yeah. yeah give it see. a spin. Yeah. Uh, decreasing file size. It's, it's all the rage these days. Call of Duty dumped 100 gigs off the PC version's file size, which many people oh, appreciate. God, Jesus. Um, I, I would, I, I'm hoping this is the last time I ever mention all these things in the same sentence. 505 Games and Lab Zero are officially not producing Indivisible anymore. Done. <laughs> that game is not being developed, which is a good thing for most parties. Um, Nintendo dropped the price of individual Joy-Cons in Japan. Uh, so shout out to again, Ben. Another one. They Nintendo fixed Joy-Con drift yet? Uh, no, yeah, no. CBD. Fun. Somebody could write a book on Joy-Con drift, man. A lot of interesting developments there. Uh, Among Us, which I have mentioned, I think for the last three or four weeks, uh, and also this week, uh, videos reached four billion views on YouTube in September. Uh, so way to go. Race the Dead launches on PS4 and PC on October 22nd. Uh, it's coming to, out of nowhere. It's coming to Switch on 2021. Uh, Raise the Dead, R-A-Y, like Ray the person. Raise the Dead, mm. Ray apostrophe S, yeah. the dead. But you might be like, wait, wasn't that? Yes, that one. I swear it's, it's almost as if they just like put it on the shelves just so they could have the joke of like that they raised the dead. Of it's, it's, the dead yeah, the know? PR writes itself. Yeah. It's very easy. Uh, Destiny 2's next-gen versions launch on December 8th. Chris Tales delayed to early 2021. Nice. Um, take your Let time. Cook. Beautiful game. Take your time. Uh, Borderlands 3 is coming to next gen in the easiest way possible. They should just say yes to whatever that press release was. They're like, yep, if you got the game, you got the other game, and you got all the games. Cool. All the DLC, all your save files, ready to go. Uh, nice. According to IGN, Level 5 will no longer be releasing games in North America, and you had a cautionary tale about yeah, this. Yeah, so the, basically Level 5 is closing the North American office, which hasn't been around that long to begin with, and I don't think it was that development focused. They might have been doing localization and stuff on like Yokai Watch and those kinds of things uh, and marketing. But I don't think that that necessarily means we will never see another level five game here. I just think that means that they probably won't be self-publishing stuff. Uh, you might still see Nintendo publish things like Layton. You might see you know any kind of Nino Kuni sequels or spinoffs come from Bandai Namco. It's just they're not going to be operating that side of the business here mm. in the States. Rockstar Games bought Ruffian Games and renamed them Rockstar Dundee. So they're going to make some games down there. Uh, correct, wait, was that Crackdown 2? Who the people that made? Yeah, Crackdown 2, I believe. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access saves won't transfer after launch. Ben is not shaken. Ben's like, nope, they did that with Divinity. Yeah, I believe they did that with yeah. Divinity as well. So. You were shocked, blood, but... Um, he was surprised. It was just because the preview build already had that issue going into yeah. early access. And right. And right. again, it's like, oh, Ben's have to start over so many times. Yeah. A bit mm-hmm. of an investment, I, but yeah. I've had three 
kind of three start saves. over. Yeah, three saves, I guess, is the, uh, the best way to say it. And I've, I still enjoy playing that game, so it's a good still sign. Real, it's still real good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minecraft, Minecraft Steve's Smash Brothers Ultimate windscreen looks like he's holding his penis. Saw that. Uh, Wonderful. Y- Yoshi's Crafted World developers teased their next game with storyboard artwork. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, with the, the Minecraft thing... Did you want to elaborate I, on that? Yeah, I felt really like... People are like, oh my god, I can't believe this got by Nintendo. And I was like, I, I don't find this that funny at all. Like, I don't know, I just... It's, it's kind of... Like, it wasn't like... Like a story worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. well, I'll tell you what's funny. Because if it is a problem and Nintendo doesn't do anything, then they have to deal with it. And Nintendo's like, they keep using the word penis when describing Smash Brothers. And this is not, again, like, like it's not really like a trollish thing. I think a lot of people, you know, you could, somebody playing for the first time two years from now will be like, wait a minute, like live on Twitch, like, that guy looks like he's holding his penis. If they don't change it. If they do, that means they knew. And both are funny to me. <laughs> but that, like, Nintendo just being like, ah, or Nintendo later, didn't you say blood? They're like, you know, like stability changes. <laughs> oh, something. right, yeah. Like, it, the it, patch it, notes. Enhance like, the user experience, yeah. There's a lot yeah, of things. Don't, don't change it, Nintendo. Keep it. There's a lot of things <laughs> Steve could be holding in his hands. They went with meat. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World developers, te- oh, sorry. According to Konami, all those PS3 MGS5 players didn't disarm every nuke in the game. Okay. Bummer. Hey. Keep it to yourself, man. Why tell everybody that? Konami, it's, gaming's buzzkill. You know, like for those that missed it, apparently, if you disarmed every nuke, it unlocked some cutscene. Uh, that cutscene unlocked, so everybody thought people on PS3 had done it. I guess it was a glitch or something that unlocked the cutscene. So, I guess we can't be excited about anything. Oh wait, we can because there's a skin in Miles Morales with a cat in a backpack who has custom takedown animations. <laughs> Great, good stuff. I almost was just going to use my executive authority and just make that silver lining this week because that's I I want to repeat myself. There's a skin in Spider-Man Miles Morales where he has a backpack. Inside that backpack is a cat. That is a live cat doing stuff throughout the game. And if you take down dudes, the cat will like smack them. Yeah. Yes. 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 Good. Good. That is the correct response. Yes. Yes. It is now time for love and respect. Love and respect. From Kevin Banos, please, please, someone voice an opinion of Star Tropics, number one unsung series of the NES. Bloodworth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know Ryan you Stevens like Star Tropics. Some, right. some, some listeners of this podcast might not know that name, but Ryan Stevens. When I think of Star NES Tropics, game, I think baby. Of yeah, every time. Star Tropics is an interesting NES game. Uh, it's very Zelda-like. Uh, in fact, like a lot of the the UI elements and stuff, <laughs> like there's hearts and, and all of that. Um, and, but the dungeons are also. Uh, oh, let me at least like set up. So basically, you're you're out exploring the South Pacific and island hopping and going on submarines and talking to dolphins. And there's some really great music. And use yo-yo as one of your first weapons, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's a neat it's a neat game. It was only uh, released in the West originally. Um, it was hmm. made specifically to try to to get Western audiences. And uh, and another neat little thing that they did, which I think backfired, it backfired terribly on Nintendo, is they have a puzzle that you have to solve by taking a piece of paper from the box 
Ooh. and soaking it in water, and you get the code <laughs> off of the piece of paper. Oh. And guess what? A lot of people didn't have that piece of paper anymore of and had to call that. Nintendo and be like, hey, how do I, what's the code? Yeah. Whoa. Man, that's a Don Casanova move right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, um, there's, there's, there's so many it, gems in every gen on every console that we're like, oh, you got to play that game. And it's just like the further you go back, you go back to the NES and those hurt, you know, more than any, you know, gen because it's just like, there are only so many games compared to like, you know, the glutton of things we get now. But you, you, de- you definitely were right, Brad, that Blood was the person to ask for Star Trek. I know he's a fan of it. Uh, and I totally cut you off, Blood. What were you going to add? Oh, and it's it also they, they made a Star Tropics too, but it's like very different in style. It's like more of like an action game. It doesn't have all of the same adventure and exploratory things. So even though there's two games, like Star Tropics, the original is very different than Star Tropics hmm. 2. And definitely the, the favorite of the two, I would say. But but re-released other places, maybe? Was that on Wii Virtual Console? Well, was, it on, yeah. was it on the NES Classic? Man, it's really mm, funny. I don't think so. In the 16-bit eras, really? when you would just have... That, that happened, like, multiple times, where you'd have a, a first game and then a sequel that was just completely different <laughs> than what it started out as. Uh, I don't know about the NES Classic, but I think it was on the Virtual Console. Yeah. Cool. All right, so there are ways. It's on there, baby. Thank you, Kevin. From Cody S., Hello, allies. With all these studio acquisitions over the past few years, it got me thinking, wouldn't it be cool if Microsoft and Sony owned studios could get along and collaborate to make amazing games? With everything going on in 2020, I think opposite sides working toward a common goal would be pretty jolly. With that in mind, I came up with a game. Console love, not war. The rules are simple. Choose a studio from each side to collaborate on a game. This game could be anything from a new IP to an existing IP. What would the game look and play like? What strengths would each studio contribute to the game? Love and respect, Cody. So these are Sony-owned studios collaborating with Microsoft-owned studios. Mm. Is such a thing possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say Insomniac and Rare makes some cool platformer. Nice. That's really good. <laughs> like Insomniac, just do the gameplay. Rare, just do the characters. Go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, Brandon's like gonna like weep. It. Just SSX. Give it to anybody. I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they did. Let them yeah. <laughs> throw it in a ring and let them just chew on it. And doesn't, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I would like to see maybe like Sony Santa Monica and um, Ninja Theory. What they could do. Oh, sure. Character action things. Adventure. Nice. Taking the question and running away with it. I got... Yeah, yeah. Brad's Brad's just jumping through it. I'm trying to think about... Trying to think about some of these new things that are going on. What are the... What is the... Larian got picked up by Microsoft, right? No. Or wait, who is... Wait, what is the big RPG? Sorry. Uh, no, uh, Obsidian is who we're waiting on. Yeah. Yeah. To do, like, Obsidian. the big Microsoft thing that we never hmm. think they're doing. I still, dude, Steven's saying that, it still sounds ridiculous. The Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nuts. Uh, 343 and Gorilla oh. bring back Killzone. Yeah. They bring back That's Killzone, actually, dude. Yeah, I actually was thinking about that earlier. Um, or they just make a new shooter of sorts. Sure, yeah. Hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I, yeah, I think about what they've got in Exile and Obsidian and Bethesda, and I'm like, man, this Sony actually kind of doesn't have anything like that. No. They really don't have, like, a really crazy RPG studio. What if you mix, like, Obsidian and Sucker Punch? Yeah. Yeah. You make, like, a you make a Ghost of Tsushima sequel, but it's a full-blown RPG or, like, a spinoff or something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, a different, a different, yeah, franchise based off, like... Yeah, so like it'd be set yeah. in the the ghost world, but maybe it's it's more of an RPG. Yeah, something like that first has RPG. good action combat, but also like this kind of deep RPG system. Yeah, not not to say that Ghost doesn't already have right. a lot of RPG in it, but I think you well, yeah, know well, what I'm I, going. I think at. Yeah. yeah, we get yeah. yeah. From Happy Gaming, a game that is spooky and. Bizarre. Hey there, allies. It's here, the Halloween season, as the clouded moons of October's evenings loom at the end of every night. I thought it would be fun to celebrate the season with a nice spooky game, Zombie Mascots. In this game, you'll be presented with a popular and beloved franchise mascot, but old, rotted, and forgotten mascots are rising from their graves, waiting to devour and take the place of the original mascot presented, regaining their corporeal form. It's up to the panel to decide which zombie ends up taking the flesh feast, as well as the title and fame of the character they've consumed. Love and respect, and I hope you enjoy, Brian, from Happy Gaming. Here we go. (laughs) Mario is being attacked by the festering corpses of Tack from the power of Juju, De Blob, and Croc. Who's taking him? I'd pick Croc. Dude. I'd pick I'd Croc as well. Croc. Just yeah. in one, in one, yeah. in one yeah. bite. Uh, Just so, put a hat on him. So what uh, does Croc? Is Croc rebranding Man, himself? It's so in funny because when I heard the concept for this, I thought Croc they were going to be old, old Nintendo franchises. So I'm like, is Captain Rainbow coming out of here? <laughs> there is no Captain Rainbow, unfortunately. But good, good yeah. name drop. Uh, does Croc have any particular? Just a hat. Just easy. Yeah, Odyssey just style. Hat. All right. Yeah, that's just the hat. Master Chief is surrounded by the zombifications of Gex, Jazz Jackrabbit, and Blinks the Time Sweeper. Second name drop in this podcast. Love it. Wow. Gex, Jazz Jackrabbit, who I have no idea who that is. <laughs> that's uh, Clipless Inkski. Yeah, yeah, it's the NES game, right? Oh. Mm. Is it on is NES? There, I don't I, think it is. Or maybe... It's PC. Oh, I'm thinking of a different game. Sorry. I'm thinking of a different NES game with a bunny. If I'm a zombie, it's got to be hard to eat Master Chief. It's got to take a while. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking Gex, but we were already so reptilian already, but... Reptiles rise. <laughs> yeah. Zombie reptiles. Uh, I would vote Blinks. Yeah. Not my game. Yeah, just do Blinks then. Not my game. Thought we were getting Blinks. Some skateboarding something. <laughs> New cat game. Not Blinks. Nathan Drake is grabbed at the heels by the wretched heaps of Bubsy, Awesome Possum, and Toe Jam. Just Toe Jam. Toe Jam. Toe Jam. Yeah, Toe Jam for sure. Yeah. Poor Bubsy. Mega Man. Oh, no. No, No, not poor Bubsy. Mega Man is surrounded by the decaying carcasses of Vector Man, which seems appropriate. Zool. Vector Man is awesome. And Jersey Devil. Vector Man all the way. Yeah? Yeah, Vector Man is easy on that one. Sure, yeah. Vector Man is very fun. You did it. Could he carry on the legacy? Would you still, if Vector Man would just, Ben, if Vector Man tried to bring you the best Mega Man game, he could? I mean, like, in Man? some ways, Vector Man is already kind of similar to yeah. Mega Man. I mean, you shoot out beams and you can 
get different types and stuff. So it's like not that much of a stretch. Pikachu is clawing from the vitriol emanating from Voodoo Vince, Jumping Flash, and Dr. Muto. I was unaware Jumping Flash was actually the name of the rabbit. I think it had a, I think it was a Robo the Rabbit or something. Yeah. Mm. The rabbit from Jumping Flash. Yeah, Jumping Flash is definitely speaking to me right now. Yeah, Because sure. it's Pikachu, right? Again, I don't want to influence. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Jumping Flash is cool, though. Pikachu and a, and a robot bunny freezing together. It was like one of the most 3D platformer got before Mario 64. And finally, Sonic can no longer run from the massive bloated bile that is Ristar, Billy Hatcher, and Glover. <laughs> oh, I'm voting uh, what? for I'm voting for Ristar. Yeah. What a lineup. That game is it's really cool so and gorgeous. I'm yeah, it's funny for... though because Ristar I haven't got to play it, but I do understand it's a good game. But mm-hmm. it's a stupid looking character. I'm just picking Glover because he's literally just a glove. Yeah. But I see where you're coming stupid from. Is that? The the world Ristar's in is pretty wild and colorful and bright I, I think he fits in well with the world from kit good game thank you hmm. and halloween themed i encourage all halloween themed games not saying you're guaranteed to get in but i will certainly appreciate reading it kit That's right from kit hello allies i found myself strangely excited for backwards compatibility on next-gen consoles particularly on series x with not many next-gen titles available on launch day yakuza 7 is a must play though i'm more interested in playing old games on new hardware features like 4k upscale of og xbox and 360 titles as well as auto hdr that enables hdr for games that were released way before it existed mean that i can potentially play metal gear 2 and 3 silent hill 2 and 3 in the best possible versions as they're only available on xbox platforms which is a little weird considering their origin my questions to the panel are are you invested in backwards compatibility at all? And if so, what games would you like to see enhanced from previous generations? Backwards compatibility isn't brought up a lot among you, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Thank you for your hard work. Love, respect, Kit. I don't know. Do we not talk about it a lot? Um, I think we talk about backwards I, We talk about the news, but specifically for this question, I want to know, like, you, personally, Blood, Ben, oh, Brad, where yeah. are you at with backwards yeah, compatibility? It, it, is, yes. it is hugely important yes, to me. Do yes, do it. Yes. Yeah. Don't skimp. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about Bloodborne earlier, like, soup it up baby yeah, I'm the, best I'm the guy possible. who's who spent weeks making sure that all of my virtual console games are backed up I'm very true I'm very invested in backwards compatibility um yeah the, the most of that stuff that I can have access to uh, as possible exactly yeah I, I'm always playing something older all the time and so as, mm-hmm. as convenient as that possibly is that'd be great I mean it yeah. also comes in uh, to work quite a bit where like we'll have an event or something and it's like okay we all need to bring our consoles the less consoles that we can bring definitely it also did. makes our job a lot easier as well so yeah definitely care about it yeah and it's like it's not just that I'm going back to old favorites but I'm constantly I don't know about constantly but I'm, regularly I'm picking up games I've never played before in one way or another yep. so that's you know like I, I love being able to get that stuff on Xbox I love being able to yeah. you know dabble in the switch uh nes and super nes online libraries as limited as they are there's still things on there that never showed up on virtual console you know i have two concerns about backwards compatibility or questions i guess queries one uh you know xbox and playstation certainly have had different approaches to next gen when it comes to backwards compatibility in terms of like specifying exactly how that is going to work on either of these systems and two I, this seems like a tough thing. I imagine the backwards compatibility is just not, it's not as like exciting as making a remaster or a remake. You don't get to do a lot of press behind it. Like it's just a lot of thankless coding and, and just a lot of uh, uh, busy work. So 
you have these rare success stories like Scott Pilgrim we just got, where like that kind of is, that's not really going to be remastered in some way. We're just like finally getting a chance to play that again. I don't know if we have an impact on those things. I don't know how much like us complaining on podcasts and people complaining on petitions and stuff like that can actually get backwards compatible stuff made, <laughs> you know, like happening. I think it's going to happen or it's not. I just don't know if like fan outcry really works in that regard or is going to make an impact in the next couple of years with these consoles. But backwards compatibility is different than re-releasing something, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's the thing that, you know, right now Xbox has the advantage on because their technology is so similar across all of their machines that they've been able to put the time and work into making this a priority <laughs> and making this happen. Uh, whereas, you know, even if Sony tried, like, I don't know how difficult and how long it would take for them to be able to really make something backwards compatible on the PS3 or the PS2, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's very hard because I think from from their end, it probably does seem like it's cheaper to just, you know, recompile this thing and re-release it than to try to, you know, make it so you can stick a PS2 disc into a PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I don't see these these processes for how they handle these things. And as you said, the Microsoft's much more amenable to these things. They're announcing and talking about it a lot more. Not going to see drastic shifts in either of those uh, takes. I think you know from these consoles. Um, but it's it's interesting because I think we talk a lot about the news of backwards compatibility. We don't necessarily talk about like ourselves, like what. So before I close this out, is there any other? I mean, obviously, I'm just like a broken record with SSX. Was there anything specifically backwards compatibility that's like, oh man, I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm seeing some of these older games, like even old, like oh, I mean, buried, like, I like, need a last gen, last gen stuff. That's just like, I need to play. Uh, How's it doing that? The Knights of the Old Republic games, like mm. I haven't even like, played those. Mm. I've been thinking, yeah, Kyle played that's, those. That's uh, about going back in. That's backwards compatible on Xbox One right now. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say the one thing I'm somewhat skeptical of is the whole auto HDR bit. You know, to just sure. say, like, hey, we're just machine learning or whatever. We're just going to detect what's going to look the best. And, like, I don't know if you're really going to capture, like, the intention of the art style and make that happen at the same time. I I know that they've, they've kind of given lip service to saying that, you know, they paid attention to that kind of thing. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it will shift their perspective of those games a little bit too much brad i played knights for the star wars retrospective on an xbox 360 not knowing until i'd finished the playthrough that it was the worst way to play that game oh, there was just something about the damn. backwards compatibility that did the frame rate was just damn. atrocious and i was like mm, frame rate and kotor is weird i guess la 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 like, well, that's like when i played final fantasy 6 but it's just in the playstation one like, version i'm playing kotor again oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh Good to know. So, yeah, always appreciate better frame rates, old games. Uh, yeah, and a lot of that stuff just to, yeah, really looks, uh, you know, shout out to Digital Foundry and a lot of these people making those comparisons. Finally, before we move into bets, so glad I got Brad on here for this. From Dougie B. Good day, allies. Last month, I Good humbly day. flaunted my Platinum Trophy collection, which included Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Remember this guy, Brad? Yes, I do. I then casually threw down the gauntlet to Souls aficionado Brad Ellis. Brad appropriately flexed his Deracine Platinum. He then asked, and I quote, got that, buddy? Yeah, fight me. Well, I don't have it. 
Or at least I didn't have it at the time. That's what I thought, <laughs> dude. I instantly stopped my Maiden playthrough of future Hall of Greats inductee Xenoblade Chronicles. Those side quests, am I right, Ben and Blood? Yeah. There's a lot. I purchased Derecina within you hours. Yeah. I purchased Derecina and within hours achieved the platinum shots fired. Yeah. You were right. It was hard. very easy. Now I'm up to date and will be waiting for you, Brad. See you in the Nexus. Love and respect as always, Dougie B. P.S. Brandon, I give your Australian accent a seven. <laughs> it's time for bets. Next week's bet, Amnesia Rebirth launches on October 20th. Uh, after, I, after I begin a new game, how long until I hear someone speak? Uh, Blood, you're top left. But I'm going to go with Ben, though. Ben, okay. on the other team. Those penguins. Three seconds. Oh, oh, oh shit. Brad. Uh, 15 seconds. Blood. Eight seconds. Ah. Oh. I said two seconds. Oh, so I snuck in. <laughs> wow. I should have done it. No, in. man. There's going to be music first, uh, then Brad, speaking. Brad has got the Brad's the got the long one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hope. Two seconds. What? And again, it's, it's tough because like there could be a lot of like like black frames associated with the intro, but I won't know. Like I'm gonna wait until I hear or see something, and that's like when the timer starts. Like you hit like start game, and it's like who knows how long that thing's gonna load or what I'm looking at. But we shall see. Had to make it some kind of a Halloween game. Last week's bet and an interesting bet for sure. Uh, kudos, blood. Second extinction went into early access last Tuesday, October thirteenth. Before this podcast, three of us, three of us, Bloodworth, myself, and Brad Ellis, grouped up and loaded into a map. We could not use any kind of attack or ability other than melee. How long did it take us to have a full team wipe? Daniel Bloodworth bet two minutes and two seconds. Ian Hank bet three minutes. Ben Moore bet three minutes thirty seconds. And Michael Huber confidently bet seven minutes, giving him that top bet, which gives him the win because we did not have a wipe because Brad took off and <laughs> and i knew this before the bet you brought it up to blood you were like what do you think about this bet and i was like oh that's fun and it'd be fun to have like a multiplayer thing and then i'm like thinking back to our session brad and i'm like i don't know how like much you're being hunted really like you really kind of have to go find yeah it's like you a like go towards game. stuff then so you really yeah. got to know but again it's just it's it's you know i like blood being in that position and and it was i think it was fair and i did let brad know that he had the high bet that that huber i didn't tell him how much but it's like if you last a long time, you'll win this bet, basically. And so Brad took off. And I, you will see this clip and hear it at the end of the podcast. I followed him relentlessly, pissing off raptors on the way to try to get him <laughs> to attack. Uh, Blood also realized later that we did not specify we could melee each other. But he's too quick. He's <laughs> too quick of a There's infinite sprint. Dino Hunter. So it's like, yeah. see ya. It's funny to see his little, his little icon yeah. running, running away to victory, giving the total scores... Those jovial penguins now have 15. Wah, wah, wah. Astonished scorpions, 11. <gasps> double digits, thanks to blood, though. Well, I don't know. We would have been double digits if either one of us had won. But uh, I'm still happy that we got, we got those two points. It was a good bet. Yeah. But then you thought up this bet, and then we both lost it, both being a part of it. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the whole <laughs> betting scenario. Let me try to make myself feel better by telling you about patreon.com slash easy allies in a very specific short way. Patreon 
is where you can go to support the Easy Island is, is where we are primarily funded this entire operation, not just this podcast, lots of other shows that we do. And there's fun ways to get involved in Patreon. For $5, you can join the early access tier for a lot of different things that we produce, but primarily this this uh, podcast here. You can be a part of Love and Respect. That's our Q&A that we just did with our uh, lovely patrons. And you can be a part of the silver lining at the beginning. And every now and then, I'll throw in some comments here and there from people who have suggested stuff, talked about things that they are experiencing on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies is where you want to go to find all of this stuff. The very tip-top tier that we have on Patreon is our shout-out tier. I have three wonderful people that I'm going to shout-out right now, but I need some help from these people. Blood, you're first. Okay. Then I go after Blood. Then Ben, you go after me. And then Brad, mm. you go after Ben. Shout-out to Caleb, Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, and Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Nice. Um, Huber won that, and Huber wasn't on here, but Brad was. So, Ben, you get that uh, that win. You get to close out this podcast. You get oh. to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Take it away. All right. Um, so, thing I want to promote. Hmm. Can I do, can I promote the patron party? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a we're, video. Yeah, we made a video announcing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, we're doing a patron party next week. It'll be a week-long celebration. Um, there'll be new shows. We're doing long streams. Um, and it'll just be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I think that's the yeah. best way to describe it. It'll be fun. Um, Should we tease what I was saying we might, well, I guess I just already teased it, but uh, what we're doing next Thursday after the podcast? Love and Respect. Oh, sure. We're going to have a bonus Love and Respect episode. So next week, we're going to do a bonus that all of you get to watch. It'll probably be another hour answering Love and Respect questions. But if you want to get in on that episode with a Love and Respect question, uh, you know, your odds increase a lot more when you join that tier, (laughs) Uh, which is our $5 tier on Patreon. So lots of different tiers will get bonuses next week. Stay tuned. Um, I want to reiterate that Vector Man is very cool. Uh, (laughs) Underloved game, for sure. Uh, when, the, the, when Vector Man 1 starts, there's the Sega logo, and you can actually shoot out the lights. You can like mm-hmm. walk over and then shoot up and shoot out the lights. It's pretty neat. Vector Man is cool. My trademark sign-off. Sophie is our supreme ruler. FIA, but yeah. It wasn't a huge deal, but slightly, slightly infuriating. Station unit. The lifeblood of the ERA is, in essence, the dropships that we use to get to planet side and back home to Gateway All right, we're in and started. We have a- Game crash! Oh no! Are we waiting for this back thing to open up? I think so. Melee is V. Oh no, yeah, it's one of these guys on the side. One of these red dudes. See you on planet side. We rendezvous. See you on the ground. down. Well then. Oh, should I just restart it at the, the drop then? Yeah. Yeah, the drop. After we land. Uh, after we pop out. Yeah. Start. Remember, only the right stick. Hey team, hope you're all well. In 
You mean, I'm using mouse and keyboard, so WASD? Yeah, you, you can only use the melee. That's all you need to worry about. You can walk. Oh, hello. We don't have to kill dinosaurs, right? Right. Okay, bye. <laughs> Later, y'all. This could be a while. I don't know. Hey, I mean, that's, that's the bet. Let's okay. See. I hope someone didn't bet 30 minutes or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know when we cross the high bet. Okay, okay. Let you know when loss is imminent. I am following you, bro. Stay away from me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hide. You're gonna rub blood stand. all over me. I just stand here? Sniff, sniff. He did say that there could be peacetime in this game, so like... Right. It could potentially just be out of oh, oh, hello! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon, is that you? Yep, come here. Great. <laughs> Brandon's aggroing things, they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> hey, if you're running, it works out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> they can jump though. I think we're already past my time. I think we are too. Yeah, I think I think it's three minutes. Okay, because I haven't been like no one's been hit yet. Yeah, you got they <laughs> leaped at you a couple times, man. I got excited. Yeah. The the music was ramping up. I thought we were good to go. Yeah, the music stopped now. <sighs> oh, penguins, wap wap wap. Penguins. Wap wap wap. Yeah. Oh, you guys, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're heading the game, bud. Hey, man, we're penguins, in ice. man. Yeah, be a little more astonished. Dinosaurs bud. aren't the enemy, blood. Penguins are the enemy. <laughs> You're getting cocky after those two points last. Hey, week. no one said we couldn't melee bread. I was I'm just thinking that actually. <laughs> He's too damn far. I'm not I've stopping. I've been ten <laughs> seven this whole time. <laughs> not stop running. Well, you gotta find trouble in this game, man. You can you yeah. made it pretty, pretty easily. At least if you're Brad Ellis. Well, there's I think a guy that's. Out. Yeah, if he's if it's past three minutes, where's he at, bud? That's a win. What was the yeah? What was the highest? Yours was seven. Was the highest? But I mean, if, if yours was like. Oh, two, mine was seven. Yours was, I, I thought mine was two. Yours was yeah, two. You. So if we're like at four, that's double your bet, and that's what. Yeah, that's okay. definitely. Oh, I like this. Uh, Commotion here. This could be good. Ah, oh, he's just too damn far away. Too, dude. Right. There's infinite sprint, man. It's true. <laughs> All right, Ellis wins. Yes.